Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game Week 7 just wrapped up and Game Week 8 is on the way. What a week it was. A lot of captain fails once again. Jake, how are you, buddy? Just uh, living my life in captain failure. Yeah, you uh, you failed once again. So did many other managers. It was a huge theme on last week's pod. And once again, it looks like it's going to be a theme on this pod. Yeah, I mean... Just the way it goes recently, I, I I don't you know I can't really fault myself too much for picking Abraham when he had four big chances and didn't score. So I, I don't know. It, I was between him and Sterling, and I picked wrong again. Hmm. It's kind How's of pissing everything? me off, though. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I really don't care that you're upset about it. Um, because once again, I'm I'm beginning to close in on you, and we'll we'll look at that in a moment. Because I really want to like I want to build that anticipation up. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you suck. Uh, how's everything else going, buddy? Everything Everything else in life going okay? Uh, you know, I'm just gonna pretend yes for the pod today. I'm gonna try to put on a you know one of those happy faces that people talk about. You know, positive attitude, things like that. See if that fixes my FPL team, you know, just having a positive mentality. Yeah, you know what they say, positive day is really good for points. For FPL points, exactly. Yeah, that's never been a thing, has it? I think it is. I think I've read that. I think places. eternal pessimism is probably the best way to live your life when it comes to <laughs> FPL. I've been trying that for the past couple of years and it's not working. <laughs> That is true. You have been. Yeah. You're always sad. It's hilarious. Uh, I got to I got to share something funny with the pod. Um, so uh, the other day I was out to dinner. This was maybe about three weeks ago. I was out to dinner with my uh, in-laws and we're at a little brewery and we're having some beers and some pizzas and it was it, we're having a good time. And and my father-in-law has heard that like I do this podcast, you know, like not that he he's not even interested in football or or FPL or anything like that, but he's just heard that I, I do it, and uh, so he's like asking me about it, and uh, and we're chatting a little bit about it. But I'm like, don't really want to get into the weeds too much. That I, as a grown man married to his daughter, spend time recording a podcast about a fantasy game. Uh, he went on a vacation recently, and he comes back, and he says. Oh, Marco, just just wanted to let you know I listened to a couple episodes of your podcast. <laughs> That's the best. And I was like, damn it. I don't want that persona to exist uh, in my real life. That It was terrible. I was not super happy about it. So I mostly just dodged the entire conversation. Yeah, did he keep trying to bring it up? Be like, oh, sh- you sure make fun of uh, make fun of Jake a lot. Your he co-host. did. He, he called it. What did he call it? I really like your shtick that you and Jake have. The the personalities, the the banter that the two of you guys have back and forth. Uh, That's nice. And he he thought it was really quite funny, and I was mostly just embarrassed about my yeah. FPL life. So yeah, but not about making fun of me, which is basically borderline verbal abuse borderline would be an understatement i mean it's certainly it's intentional verbal abuse i don't okay okay yeah, have yeah. you been telling yourself that like yeah this is pretty close to over the edge for all this time like yeah i guess i guess so it's kind of messed up when i think about it now yeah, well, now you know the entire like half of our podcast is me just being a mean to you like i don't understand mm-hmm. how you didn't know that it's pretty embarrassing yeah, that is. Yeah. All right, moving on. Okay, well, uh, we've got a number of uh, questions this week. Actually, quite a few. But uh, I think it's a really balanced pod um, with kind of some big picture stuff and some questions about specifically about teams and then about players. And so there's a lot of really good stuff to talk about this week. And I'm looking forward to kind of getting into it. Let's start with some bigger picture stuff. And we've got a couple of questions here. Steve wrote in, uh, what is the FPL Twitterland definition of a differential? Um, and he has a couple parts to this. So has an FPL differential ever been universally defined? Is it simply ownership below a certain percentage or effective ownership given each game week? I feel like uh, there's a lot of FPL debates uh, and this one will not have uh, a definite answer. And I kind of agree, but it's an important question right now because, for example, I mean, for a player like me who started off the season so poorly, uh, now I need to to have some differential 
differentials in my team in order to try to make a little bit of ground up. Now, I'm not someone that's going to go crazy and just start picking random players, but let's start with that first question. Has an FPL differential ever been like defined? I don't think so, has it? No, I don't think so. I do like the thought of the effective ownership slash ownership idea. That's kind of where I draw my own definition. Anything under like 10% of effective ownership or maybe like 15% of regular ownership, I kind of consider a differential. Do you think when we talk about differential players, does it matter if... Is it like uh, when you're talking about percentage owned, is it in the entire game or would it just be percentage owned like in the top 10K or or what do you think? Well, that's the other thing to consider, which I was thinking about, but I didn't want to talk about is do you just look at the top 10K or like top, you know, 100 teams and see who they have more and then go different based on that. But it's kind of harder to get that information, I feel. Yeah, some of the, I mean, there's some sites that show like temp, top 10K ownership and things like that. Um, yeah. So you can find it. But I think for me right now, where I'm at in the game is I, I just, right, I just need players that are are different percentage ownership based off of the general population because it's not like I have a, a rank that I'm competing with those top 10K managers. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and, and the interesting thing about this year, and I'm sure we'll get into this more, is that it seems like there is differentials aplenty. And I don't know. <laughs> no, seriously, why though, I don't... Say it, why did you just say it like that? Differentials aplenty. I don't know. It's like something no a leprechaun idea. would say. I don't... <laughs> it's it's these morning pods. I, I just... I can't... My brain's not functioning. Uh, we were talking earlier about this before we started the pod just had to share that we both miss the evening pods and that we're gonna have to get back to doing that because it just feels wrong to be drinking a beer here at like 8 a.m i think my wife would definitely have some concerns for me yeah i drink enough beers at night that like in the morning i don't feel the need to drink beers (laughs) that's Uh, the rehydration time yeah yeah i need to get some it's like i load my body full of coffee and caffeine in the morning and then depressants at night (laughs) It seems yeah. like it's actually, I was thinking about it, I was like, this is not a great cycle that I've gotten myself into. No, but your body needs it, so it's fine. Does it? <laughs> uh, Jake, that's what I tell myself. Jake's an animal doctor. He'll tell you. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm an animal doctor. I know. Okay, so, um, all right. I guess that settles, I mean, that kind of settles that, right? Like, But it is a good question, and I don't think that there's like a, a universally defined differential percentage, but... Um, I think Patty asked a really good question next that kind of goes along with that idea that Steve asked as well. And and I'm going to throw it out there to you because you're I think you are the ultimate points chaser of any manager I know. Oh gosh, uh, that's, that's all you bad. do. That's all you do is just chase points. Like so Patty said talking okay. about chasing points after a few bad game weeks I was planning to wild card, but this week a few of my players returned including King and Patricio. How do I identify one-off returns from it being the start of a streak? Is this where the eye test comes in? It's a great question. I, I think especially that middle part, right? Like how do I identify how do I identify one-off returns from it being the start of a streak? I mean, we obviously know that FPL is a pretty streaky game, right? Where players will have runs where they they return, 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 and then they might blank for a number of weeks in a row. How do we tell the difference between those two? Uh, and and let's talk a little bit about chasing points, Jake, since you're so good at it. I don't. I don't think that's a fair comment. Can I, can I just start with that? Um, you can't. I think. Th- okay. All right. Well, I I believe <laughs> that chasing points is definitely something you really have to avoid in this game. Um, I will admit, there's times where I feel like I'm chasing points. It's hard when your players blank multiple weeks in a row, and that's when you start to question your original thought on the player. And I think eye test is a big part of it. I think how many minutes they're playing. Um, are they going to be rotated because of like Europa or Champions League? Um, and then I do think just looking at key statistics, as much as people want to argue that that's not a good way to do it and that has ruined FPL 
that's that's a lie. It's a balance. It's a balance, but I do think the key statistics are very, very useful. Um, I will say one of the more random things to try to predict is clean sheets. That's a hard one, uh, and that's that can definitely be dangerous. Um, so I, I don't know if that completely answers the question, uh, but that that's my take on it. And and I guess like the key statistics I would look at is like number of key passes completed and, and big chances created and big chances had and shots inside the box, um, things like that. I don't care as much for like touches in certain areas, maybe like penalty area touches, but like otherwise it's like I don't care about that as much. I don't know about you. Sorry, well, my cat's doing hood rat things. That's if Your he, cat is? Yeah, he's jumping in boxes and things as we're unpacking in this room. Why is that considered hood rat things? That sounds a bit racist. I don't know. I, that's what we just say when he starts doing random things. We call it hood rat things. All right. Well, you're a hood rat. How about that? <laughs> All right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that it's a tough one, right? Like if the underlying stats are there, then, you know, you could make a legitimate argument for keeping that player. Let's look, for example, just like at King, just to give us an example. So, uh, King this last week, did he have one goal? Is that correct? Yes, one goal. Okay. So, he's been pretty or, qui- right? He's been pretty quiet like most of the year. Yeah, he had a goal and an assist this an week. An assist, yeah. I was yeah. Say so, he has, assist he has well. two goals and three assists on the year. Um but he has a number of blanks. He has one, two, three, four total blanks out of the seven game weeks, okay? Um, so let's just like look at him statistically. So shots per 90, he's averaging one shot per 90, uh, 1.3 key passes per 90. He has an expected goals of 1.38, and he has an expected assists of uh, 1.15. This is all via understat. Uh, to me, and I've watched him play as well, if we add that whole eye test thing in, to me, I would say that uh he's not necessarily producing the stats that make me feel confident that he's going to continue to get returns one shot per 90 is really really low uh so you have to figure that his conversion rate is very good i mean i know that he's on pens for them in most situations and so that really helps his his goal scoring chances but um yeah i would not like a player like him i would not necessarily think that he's going to continue returning. Is that what you would get from those stats as well, Jake? Yeah, and I think if he was on my team, I would consider getting him out now after he has a good game week. Or maybe I think what they play, they they have good fixtures for a little bit. Um, Arsenal, Norwich, Watford. And then it gets Sounds a little like bit Sounds like Goal trickier. City against Arsenal. The, yeah, Cole, that is Goal City. Um, I, I didn't get to watch the game yesterday, but thank goodness they only gave up one goal. That's how I feel. Um but yeah, I think after those couple game weeks, getting him out of your team or, you know, banking a transfer and doing it, you know, in three weeks from now is a good good idea for him. And again, we talked about the statistics. You also have to consider what teams they've played this early in the season still. That's true. I think that's a big part of it because the statistics can be inflated if they've had a really good run of fixtures for certain players. Well, and Bournemouth have. Right, yep, they have. They've played great. They've played good fixtures, and so for him to also not have the underlying stats makes me feel as though you got to fuck him off. I agree. Fuck him off. You gotta. You gotta pull him off, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, I. Uh, so we use that term here, like you get pulled off, right? In the match, you get mm-hmm. yanked. You get hooked. Right, those are things that we'll say, like when a player gets pulled off yeah. in the match. I didn't realize that "pulled off" means something different in England. Yeah, I, I learned that this week as well. I also didn't know. Do you know what it means, Jake? Uh, yeah, I do know what it means. Can you say it so everyone knows? Nope, that's not pod appropriate. So I'm not. Gonna it means say hand it. job. The last time I said something sexual on the pod, you told me we're not supposed to do that on the pod. So I don't know. I don't know what the standards are anymore. We're not supposed to do it on the pod, but I couldn't help it. I couldn't help but say it. Okay. Uh, what is that your cat again? That's, that's my cat. Sorry. God. All right. Another, I think, really good question. And I kind of forgot that people still had their wild card. People that didn't pick bad teams to start the year. Uh, but... 
I've got a couple wildcard questions, and I think that they're they're good for today as well. So, Professor Yo Pierre wrote in, mate, when do I play a wild card? I'm hanging around 800k right now. Had a game week score of 53 points. I don't have Vardy though, or do you reckon a couple weeks from now after the international break would be ideal? Uh, Octopus wrote in, I feel Octopus, my current rank is 1.1 mil. I've played my wild card and want to make four to five changes to my team as soon as possible. How many hits is too many hits uh, if it means bringing in this many players at once that I think will significantly improve my team? So let's start with the the first question. If you're somebody still hanging on to the wild card, Jake, this is a tough, I know it's a tough question. It's very team specific, but, you know, is there an ideal time to play it uh, or... Is it too random? Like, is it too specific to certain teams? I really personally like next week or after the international break, I guess. Um, Next week, as I think uh, Yo Pierre kind of alluded to uh, by saying, oh, I don't have Vardy, Leicester's fixtures get uh, really good um, for a really good run. Chelsea's fixtures are really good right now. So if you don't have one or two Chelsea players, I think, you should at least have two and um, things start to change a little bit for Liverpool. Uh, A a couple other teams, it gets a little bit tougher. Like if you have Bournemouth players, things like that. So I think now is honestly, or next week, game week nine is a good time to do it because Liverpool and Leicester play. And, you know, we haven't talked about this. We kind of sometimes discuss just that EPL teams in general, but it's a very strange year. We mentioned it briefly last week. Liverpool and Man City are so fantastic and so much better than all the other teams. But the interesting thing to me is I think that Leicester, Chelsea, and Spurs are the next three. And I I think Arsenal and Man United have kind of fallen off the map. Man United, injury-related. Arsenal, they're just... They're shit. So to me, like having two Leicester players is going to be really useful. Um, the fact that uh, Pereira is leading the defenders right now after like the fixtures that they've had, it blows my mind. Like I- I'm thinking of getting him in next week immediately for for Dinge, um because Everton just defensively haven't been as good. You did shout Pereira last week on the pod for the record. Yeah, actually, we've. I was thinking about it because we had a friend who was getting at us for like, what did we said? No to Mount and Abraham when Abraham got like three goals and Mount got one. He like tried to throw us under the bus for that. But it all in all, we have been picking relatively good. You know, last week I shouted Vardy and he had a good week this week. Um, So, you know, just listen to what we say on the pod. Don't look at our teams. That's what I recommend strongly. That's, yeah, that's that's fair. That's mostly fair. Uh, what about then on the other end of it, right? Like if if you're Octopus and you have played your wild card and your rank is like around a million or whatever, whatever your rank is, and you have four or five changes that you're really interested in making, how many hits is too many hits is a good question. For me... I mean, I could see a world where you do like a little mini wild card, right? Like you have two free transfers, you save, you know, you bank and save a free transfer and then you take one hit. Um, yeah, I, I think one. Yeah, any more than that, it, se- it gets to be excessive for me and you have to like, you really have to nail the picks then. It's so risky. And what if someone gets hurt, sent off, rotated, suddenly you're just completely in the hole. So it seems a little risky to go more than one hit, especially at this point. And and honestly, there's not a lot of injuries, and it's it. A lot of players are still returning, even when you don't expect them to. So I don't know if it's an absolute necessity to make that many. You know, like like who? I mean, I mean, I guess uh, Fabianski got injured, and Orier got sent off. I like if you have those players, you might be in a little bit more trouble. Right. But otherwise, there there weren't really any casualties this past week. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, all right. I think we've covered those things well. Uh, At least we have an idea of how things are working there. Um, Let's talk a little bit about our personal teams, Jake. Why don't you – you want to start today? Yeah, I'll start with disappointment again. Um, So, last week, the average was 51 points. Uh, I had a solid game week at 45. Um, Uh, It's bad. It's actually not good. It's not good. My – 
only returns from my offensive players, including my bench, uh, was Sterling and De Bruyne, who we need to talk about Sterling a little bit um, and Man City, but I'm I'm glad I have Kevin. Uh, That's like about the only thing I've done right this year consistently, and it's easy to to pick the you know the ginger prince when he has a year like this. Um, Captain uh, Tammy who I watched that game. I don't understand how the man couldn't have scored a goal. I think I am cursed. Whatever. To, to be determined. I'm probably going to bring a witch doctor into my house this week and like try to clear out like the badness and see if that helps. Sounds like you do live in Florida, so... Yeah, so <laughs> probably like you I mean, probably be... like just go into the white pages and be like witch doctor, cool, you know, like whatever. Yeah, it would be or better pages, if I sorry. was in New Orleans, but whatever. This is close enough. Um and then I I did get the double Liverpool clean sheet. So I started off really well and uh my tip got me three bonus points. My uh, tip. Yeah, my tip. He was my leading scorer with nine tied with Kevin. You know he's, fl- he's flagged right now. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, uh, I don't know why, but he's flagged. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, oh you says, know what? Says he has a uh, knock, but I don't know. Oh, I think I don't know because I actually I took him out of my team. That's probably <laughs> that's probably why I don't know. But oh, two, great. we're going to talk about that later. So, okay. Uh, and did you say what is your overall right now? Did you say that already? Oh yeah, overall rank is uh, six hundred eighty thousand. It's a great year. It fantastic is. year Solid. you'll get there you'll get there you'll the get only to, you'll get to like the, 500k it'll be good yeah the only wonderful thing is that i'm still leading our mini league which is a big deal yeah you're you're like when you say our mini league you mean like just our buddies right just our buddies correct yeah, like yeah. The not, cl- not the leagues that i mean i'm i'm close i'm like within striking range in the psl super league um the other you know uh league dive that that's a much different story but we'll see okay all right uh so i'll do my team Uh, i finished on 59 points a game week rank of 1.5 million i did make two transfers this week um so i got tamori in and i got mount in which really helped and and brought in some good points for me um alexander arnold and, and matip as well with returns i captain sterling uh, which was great. He scored kind of a, a later match goal, which really helped. And then uh, KDB as well returning. Uh, let's see. Abraham and Barnes underperforming. And we'll talk a little bit about Barnes as well. I think he's an interesting player. We have some questions about him. Uh, and that was it. Um, so good enough to get me through the game week. I was hoping for a little bit better. Um, but that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, not not terrible. Um, that was so a that pretty puts, solid week, I yeah. feel. Yeah, it, I mean, I green arrowed right. It puts me at one point five million. So I'm, I was at three million two weeks ago. So I just need to keep cutting it in half every two weeks or whatever, and I'll be okay. So, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that. Let's get into oh, so so troll asked, uh, is Jake having a good season, costing the rest of FPL players? like some kind of Florida Gator voodoo. So he's on the witch doctor thing too, I think. We're all on the same we're all kind of on the oh. same page. Nice. That's interesting. I didn't even look at that. Good thinking troll. I don't know if I would say I'm having a good season though. It's worse than my season last year after I had took a minus eighty. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a pretty pretty average season for you, really. I think everyone's just having worse seasons, which is fine. I'm fine with that. Sorry, everybody else. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, let's look at the, the Slack community team named Marco doesn't matter, uh, which is kind of, kind of hurtful. I don't really understand that, but you're uh, still hurt about that, huh? Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because the team has 49 points. Okay. This week. So who doesn't matter now? This team (laughs) still beat me. Not saying much, but if I'm, I'll tell you what, if they don't change the name, I'm going to just intentionally vote the worst choices possible the rest of the year dude you've been getting onto my plan i've been trying that the whole week so i can yeah. beat the team the whole that's, year that's been jake's like whole podcast experience yeah uh, what looks like the worst choice that's what i'm voting for uh, that's what so, i'm gonna tell all the listeners <laughs> so the slack team is uh is in our slack channel and gaz runs it for the most part for us and he posts 
you know, like what, what we're doing for transfers. And, and there's quite a bit of conversation and arguments over, over how we do things. Uh, and this week, 49 points. It's like kind of the first not good week um, for the Slack team. Like for the most part, it's been pretty decent. But so it goes um, TAA, Soin Nguan Tru, Soin Chun Tran Trinku. He had six points from Leicester. Uh, Mount, De Bruyne, and Son all with returns. Colin Wilson uh, with a return once again. The guy is a, is a maniac. Uh, and then Abraham was the captain, uh, unfortunate. So lots of red arrows all the way around there. Um, an overall rank of 1.3 million. Kind that's of a solid That's a solid uh, team, though, moving forward. Like, I like a lot of those guys. <coughs> Oh, I'm sneezing. Bless My goodness. Uh, I don't disagree. No, I don't disagree. The The team's doing fine. I think it was kind of a, an unfortunate week, especially coming off the wild card. But isn't that the way it tends to go, right? You play your wild card and then your team sucks. Yeah, one year. Before I die, hopefully, like I might die sooner rather than later we living in Florida. Hope. We can only hope. Um, but I do want like one year to like fly after a wild card, like have a hundred point week. Yeah, I don't think That's, that happens. It's, but it's like on my wish list, you know, like that's like one of those things like, you know, I just want, I want it to happen once. It doesn't, it doesn't have to happen a lot, just once. No, I get that. I mean, I, my wish list is for you to not be my pod co-host and every yeah. week, right? Like I show, <laughs> I up, show up and yeah. there you are, except the one yeah. week when Jimmy co-hosted, uh, uh, that was the only week that I could be happy. So Yeah. Well, you know, we can maybe make that happen at some point. Yeah. I want your wishes and dreams to come true. Well, I think it's a twofer, right? Like, you die, new pod co-host, right? Like, it's everybody wins, you know? Yeah. Except Except, me. No, I mean, you're happy too because your life's just shitty, you know? So, it's done. (laughs) Sad. Ouch. Okay. All right. Top 10. League dive. Top league in the world. Frank Czech. Chetched Kappa in number 10, Mason's Mount in number 9, Sizzler's number 8, 7th is Flume Buffers FC, 6th Mike Ashley out FC, 5th Iwobi Juan Kenobi, uh, hilarious, in 5th, 4th Tyrannians, Tyrannians, 3rd Woodcock Wanderers, Uh, that guy likes getting pulled off, Uh, (laughs) 2nd I Know Nothing, and 1st Izzy Wizzy Get One busy with a game week score of 52 493 overall and an overall rank of 180 in the world so things are going well for christopher marshall probably because he listens to this podcast okay well i mean here's the good news i'm only about 100 points back of him so that's you know everyone's kind of still close together that is crazy though when you think about it that we're only eight game weeks in and we're already 100 points off that guy (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's bad. But I mean, if you hit a triple captain, I guess. not saying that we're going to be using that soon. But I mean, don't you think that's close? Don't you think the points are closer than last year? Don't you think there was more separation? I don't know. That'd be I'd an interesting to, yeah. thing for someone to look up. I don't know. I'd have to look at that. Yeah. Uh, the top three we're going to do this week for the PSL Super League, which is our Patreon league. Uh, in third, we've got Thomas Bracken stressed down. In second, we've got Marvin Andre wildcard Marv. And in first, the rat bastard himself, Matt Frisky, the Kyote kid. We can't get yes. away from this guy with a game week score of 59 points and an overall score of 428. And he's currently ranked uh, 100, about 150,000 in the world. That's good. He's uh, he is good at FPL. I should just ask him his thoughts. He's a rat bastard, is what he is. All right, let's just be know. honest. Actually, he's I don't know been, if I would say that. Been, but. Yeah, he's been nothing but nice to our podcast. So <laughs> I I still don't like him because he beats me every week. So <laughs> you guys uh, tied this week. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, FPL talk wrote in Nick Tanner currently has an OR of three. I think he means three, 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 three. Oh, it's three. OR three. Yeah. He is an ex Liverpool defender. Uh, is this the highest placed ex pro you know of? Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know of a lot of pros that like play the game. I know a lot of the guys talk about how they play it, but they don't necessarily share like their teams or where where they're ranked or things like that. So I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Do you know of anyone that's ranked higher than three? 
<laughs> nope. But uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, good job by him. Uh, okay, Jake, let's take a quick break. Um, oh, no, let's do your mistakes because you did make some this week. Should I do a yeah. jingle? <clears throat> yeah, you can do a jingle. Why did you say it so sad? Jingles are supposed to be happy. This is not a happy moment on the pod for me. Do you want to do your own jingle? No. That's right, like well, a, I would be like a court gesture then, I feel. You, like that's making fun of myself. That's precisely what you are on this podcast, Jake. <laughs> I don't want to do that. All right, just tell us your mistakes. Jake's mistakes. Um, What did I do last week? So... I held I held my transfer, so I guess I can't make any mistakes there. My big mistake was captaining Tammy. I just, I don't know though. It just is like he had four. Do we know of anyone who has had four big chances and didn't even get a return? It's like that ever happened in FPL? Can someone look at that? That's I'm sure it's happened, difficult. but that's that is pretty. That's quite unusual. Like I, I was watching the game and then like the thirtieth minute literally the ball was served up to him on a platter and he just whiffed a header and then it goes off the post. And I'm just like, all you had to do was literally blow on that ball. Just, you know, and it would have gone in the goal and he would have got it. Is that the sound? Is that, that's the sound of blowing? Yeah. I mean, he could have, maybe if you want to go like, like however he wanted to do it, but I just like. There's a lot of sexual noises that you're making over there. It's making me uncomfortable. All right, I'll 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 be done, but uh, I like Tammy, so I'm going to forgive him. Um, he's he's a good footballer, but... Uh, and you know what's annoying me is that he gets pulled off literally every game before yeah. the game's over. Why don't you pull off, like, all your shit midfielders, Lampard? Like, I don't know. I, Lampard pisses me off. Yeah, I question his coaching ability. I, I agree with yeah. that. Um, it's not good. No, I don't think so. Um, but. Yeah, so his conversion rate, Tammy's conversion rate has been really, really high. Like, I think almost 40% of, like, chance conversion, which is completely unsustainable. And I think that's what we saw this week, where, like, he had these big chances, and now he's missed a few. Yeah. He'll be right back but, on track. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, I mean, I don't love my team, but I like my team still. I'm not going to... I just, I can't, I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. Let's take a break. Okay, short break. When we come back, we've got a lot of gamey questions. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Quick shout for our Patreon. We do have a Patreon that we're running this year. We've got a handful of members, a couple handfuls, three to four handfuls of members that have joined this year. Uh, It's been really great. You get access to our Slack channel. You get to join the PSL Super League. Uh, And also, we've got some people that um, get to have a little section of the pod. We've sang happy birthday to Bobby Love. Uh, I gave a really good diss to Jake uh, a while back. Somebody asked for another one. They wanted us, uh, I think it was Two Point Sex Sounds, wants us to have some fermented fish. Uh, It's like a Swedish thing, but I'm having a hard time finding it around here. We might have to order it in. Uh, He wants us to try it on the podcast. I don't know if it's a sexual thing for him or what the deal is. Um, It's a it's like a herring, I think. Yeah, I I I had herring a lot when I was in Spain, Um, but I don't know, like fermented. I don't know. It was fermented. Yeah, I've had. I like pickled herring. Do you like that? Yeah, that's okay. I've done that. I like it a lot, actually. I, I don't like it, but I'll eat it. I would bathe in the broth of pickled herring. Okay. Yeah, that's that's too much for me. Okay. I probably would get infections all over my body from that, wouldn't I? Uh, it might actually be good for your skin for all I there, know. See, I'm, there you go. Nailed it. I'm not a doctor. So. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, join our Patreon, support us, help pay for our pickled herring. We'd really appreciate it. Jake, let's get into the game week preview. Uh, we've got a lot of questions this week uh, from listeners. Um, let's start with one from 2.0 and his pickled herring life. Uh, what West Ham or are West Ham assets, Yarmolinko and Cresswell becoming the best assets in their price bracket? They certainly have been good, Jake. Um, both of them with with returns again this week. Um, are they the best options in that price bracket, Jake? So this is a classic. We talked about this on the pod 
today. I think <laughs> these guys are classic point chasers. I will say West Ham's defense has impressed me via the eye test. And Cresswell being on set pieces is always nice. But I think his his XG um, like expected is way over. Like he's way in the plus. Like um, his chances were well taken, but not many times are you going to score from the free kicks that he took. Um, but th- that being said, he's a really good player. Um, Yarmolenko also, if you look at certain sites... His uh, XG is actually uh, 0.58. He has three goals, so that gives him like an over-under of plus 2.42, which is the highest of all the midfielders by a significant amount. Now, granted, we did have some... I forget who it was, but they asked if Yarmolenko was like a good player to bring in after his first goal, and subsequently he's had two goals since. But I, I do love their fixtures, I'm not completely sold on either of these players. Like, would I fault you for bringing them in? Probably not. Um, I, I just think like paying for Mount with that extra bit of money or even like a guy like McGinn. McGinn just seems to be like a much better option because his uh, expected goals are better. Um, his expected assists are, are higher you know the team's not as good so that's that's the other argument but i don't i don't know that's my thought on it i don't know what your thoughts are well yeah from a defensive perspective uh west ham are actually um second in the league for expected goals against right now um which is in in the worst way i mean right so they're 14 expected goals against the only team that's worse is watford uh, and they, well, the other thing I forgot to mention is they just lost Fabianski, right? Right, 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 right. So I think from a defensive perspective, I wouldn't, I really would not be considering them. I, I think we might have a couple questions on that this week. Um, you know, I, I, like you said, I know that they've got the fixtures, right? So when we look, it's like Crystal Palace, Everton, uh, Sheffield United, Newcastle, Burnley. Um, so they've got a couple of good fixtures coming, but I, I'm not really interested in them uh, as a team. Uh, for the most part, offensively, you know, Yarmolenko, he was decent last year, right? Before his injury, he's a player that I think traditionally has outperformed some of his expected his expected values. But um, again, I think that there's some other players in the price brackets that I'm probably more interested in. Um, but that's just kind of what I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm ranked 1.5 million. So uh, yeah, we're tr- de- yeah. definitely could be wrong here. Yeah, Troll wrote in and said... Um, let's see. Palace has three clean sheets at home now. Are we overlooking Palace defense when they have non-top top six at home? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, they've they've been pretty decent this year as a team. Um, what are your thoughts, Jake, on the Crystal Palace back line? Um, yeah, we always under... I feel like I always underrate them. I mean, last year it was easy because we had uh, Juan Basaka. You know what I mean? I think it was a mistake not to go with them. From the beginning of this year, I just thought they'd be terrible losing him and having the injuries that they did with uh, Saku Saku out um, yeah. in the center. Probably pronouncing his name wrong. I apologize, but to me, it's not the time, right? Like this is another classic point chasing. They they have West Ham away, and West Ham has been a really decent team. Um, so I don't think they clean that away. And then they have Man City at home, Arsenal away, Leicester at home. Chelsea away, Liverpool at home. They're not going to get a single clean sheet, most likely, for the next six game weeks. So you, it, it's too late. We've missed the boat. Uh, maybe after game week 13, you could consider bringing like one player back in. Um, but this, again, would be a classic points chasing to me if you go for a Liverpool defender now. I com- or sorry, a Crystal Palace defender. Excuse yeah, me. I completely agree. Uh, Kenny wrote in, is Aubameyang a must-own over the next few game weeks? And is Bar- Barnes worth holding on to? So these are two really, really important questions, I think. So let's start with uh, Obama man, okay? Uh, he has, has seven goals on the year right now. Uh, averaging three shots per 90, one key pass per 90. Um, but he just does seem to consistently in and out c- 
continue to put up returns. And that's how he was towards, especially in the second half of last year as well. He's on 53 total points. So he's, you know, he's up there. He's, I think, the third overall uh, scorer in the, in the game yeah. right now. He's not been super explosive. So one thing that some people would say is nice, some people would say is annoying about him is he tends to get like one return a game. So he actually hasn't blanked yet this year, seven goals and one assist. But his fixture run is pretty absurd. Uh, Bournemouth, Sheffield, Crystal Palace, Wolves, Leicester, Southampton, Norwich, Brighton, and West Ham. The only issue, Jake, he's on Arsenal. (laughs) Yeah, that's... I think you hit the nail on the head with a lot of your comments. Uh, He ticks along, and I don't love paying $11 for a player who ticks along. Uh, that, That could change with some of these fixtures. You know, he does... You know, his only two-goal game was against Watford, and Watford's the worst team in the EPL. Um, but he has, like, Bournemouth home, and I wouldn't be super surprised if he got two goals. Sorry, my cat was trying to eat my breakfast sandwich. Um, <laughs> he has uh, Norwich, you know, again, another easy fixture. Maybe he could score two. But but again, he just, like, the captain ability of him makes it a lot harder and Arsenal just aren't very good. Their, their defense and midfield make him like, can you imagine if he played on a team that actually had a decent midfield and defense, he'd probably score like 30 goals a year. I don't know. Probably 500 goals a year. Yeah. I, I just, I can't fault someone for going with him. I just think there's better options in the forward line and, I would spend my money elsewhere. Ugh, probably. If there's a way to swing it and you think you have a pretty solid team otherwise, it's definitely not a bad idea. I like him right now for the fixture run. I, I think yeah. it's just it's hard right now to argue with those those current fixtures. I probably wouldn't hold him like after that, but um, it's pretty hard to argue for game weeks 8 through about 16, which is a pretty good run, to not consider him and to not captain him in a lot of those fixtures just because of his consistency of returns Um, i agree but i would almost like rather go vardy if i had a wild card two mil less he's only nine points back um and he after this liverpool game has burnley southampton crystal palace arsenal brighton everton home watford home villa and norwich like I think Vardy will outscore Aubameyang. We can we will mark that down, but from game weeks nine to game week seventeen, you know they both have fantastic fixtures, um, and I think Vardy will outscore him. Hmm. We shall see, shall we? Yeah, we shall. All right. Uh, he also asks. So Kenny was also asking about Barnes and. Um, I, I won't go too deep into it, but uh, Barnes is an interesting player, right? Started the season off really, really well with a couple goals, has uh, blanked in recent game weeks. Uh, and one of the things that has been talked about is that he's been basically pushed out to a left wing. Uh, and the heat maps tend to um, tend to say that, right? Tend to show that, that he has been pushed out, uh, out wide a bit more with Chris Wood playing a lot more central now. Um, it's been a slight formation change with some of the injuries that they've had on their team. Uh, it's worrying and he's not producing shots like he had been at the start of the year. Uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking about letting him go for the record. Um, already dead. Yeah, Jake already has. So, yeah, it's a good question. Um, but I think this is a big question here that that Blonde, FPL Blonde, has asked us. Uh, Mahrez is one point behind Sterling. A swap could free up $3.6 million to upgrade Greenwood. Um, seems to have a great rapport with KDB. Uh, flirting with danger, even with a good first sub. Is my captain playing set? Is Mahrez becoming first choice for City? Seem- he seems to open up uh, the wide areas more than Bernardo would and create space in that inside right channel for KDB to work his magic. Um, I love this question. This is the best question we've had on the pod. I'm not the last talking about weeks. it, Jake. Okay, I'm just so, so excited. Pistolinas. Uh, says, first of all, just want to say that I really do enjoy your podcast. I made sure to include that part. Uh, and then ask the question, should we consider Riyadh this year? So a bunch of people kind of wondering that same thing. Jake, should we consider him? Yes or no? Yes. You're going That's with it? Answer. You're doing it? I am 
not going to do it right off the bat. Um, but if he consistently plays, so like in the last four game weeks, he's played 90, 17, 90, 90. Um, he had two other games where he played less than 11 minutes. And then the game week one, he played 90 and had three assists that game. If, if he plays, that would be four out of seven games where he played 90 minutes. If he is even keeping close to that, well, let's say if he, he does that, like, let's say he plays four out of seven, I will have him on my team. Um, if he plays more than that, I for sure think he's, uh, what what's the phrase that you hate? Essential. I would almost say that he uh, is essential. Uh, <laughs> damn you, I know. Jake. I know. I I just like he's eight point five, um, and he has as many points as Mane and Sterling at this time. And there's no reason to believe that he can't keep that up on Man City. It's it's just a question of is Pep going to play him a lot. And is he going to be played more in Champions League or is he going to be played more in Premier League? And no one knows. That's the hard thing. But I just, Sterling's been a massive disappointment since his first opening hat trick. He's gotten three goals in the last six games. Like, why are we paying $12.1 million for him or whatever he's at now? Yeah. I, I mean, yes, yeah, statistically, he looks good too, right? Like, 3.25 shots per 90. The interesting stat with Riyadh is that he averages 4.63 key passes per 90. Uh, just for some perspective, uh, KDB is at 4.82. So he's creating like that many dangerous, right? Swinging that many dangerous balls in or playing that many dangerous forward balls into the attack. Um, same as KDB. Uh, I Yeah, I actually was looking at some options on my team to possibly go to him. I don't think that it's going to happen this week but um probably i'll save a transfer this week and then see kind of if he plays or not and if he does then i'm considering moving um somebody to him probably would actually be sterling wouldn't it yeah that's what i'm trying to get my team around to do i'm gonna keep sterling for now um and kind of bank a transfer and see if I can do it within the next couple game weeks is the plan. And I also want to see if he keeps playing because like if he like let's say next week he doesn't play at all or he plays like 10 minutes. It's a little bit harder um, because then you're going to have to you know when you start him and he comes on for 10 minutes you're going to get a lot of one pointers and that's going to be hard to to deal with. Yeah so that's the one thing that when I was looking at Mahrez that I got a little bit concerned about is that he has played in every single match this year. Uh, including a 10-minute performance against Tottenham, an 11-minute performance against Bournemouth, and a 17-minute performance against Norwich, which is um, a little bit... That's a little bit concerning, right? It's not necessarily bad. It's just you know he's going to play every week, and now you're just rolling the dice. The other side of that, I guess, is that right? if he continues to put the stats up in the minutes that he's that he's doing right now, uh, he's he's going to continue to be dangerous, and he's likely going to continue to produce a high level of points. Yeah, his points are worth it for his cost on a yeah. team like Man City. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I'm interested. I'm I'm surprised that we're both on the same page there. I wasn't sure where you would be at with that, but um, but yeah, I like it as well. Uh, FPL Geek says triple up on City attack, Kuhn, KDB, and Sterling between game weeks nine and eleven. It would mean dumping Salah for this period. Uh, yes, from me, Jake. Hmm. So it's a lot, but I, I don't think it's a terrible idea, um, especially since Salah has tough fixtures um, with Man U away, Tottenham at home, and then Villa obviously is a good one for him, and then Man City away, or home, excuse me. So yeah, I, I could see it. It's not a terrible idea. Okay. Lego Mane says, when, if ever, is the correct moment to come off key Liverpool assets then, Jake? So... You know, there's there's a couple questions here, right? So, FPL, <clears throat> excuse me, FPL Geek just said uh, that he's maybe thinking about dumping Salah. Um, you know, Lego Mane saying, personally, I'm on DVD, TAA, and Salah, open to the possibility of selling VVD and Salah in the coming weeks. TAA, if fit, feels like a season keeper. So, let's go back to the question, when is it the correct time to come off Liverpool assets? I'm kind of done with their defense. Like, they definitely shouldn't have kept it clean against Sheffield right now, and their fixtures get tougher. So I think 
you know, start with maybe getting rid of VVD, is my opinion. Free up some funds there. He's nowhere close to a top scorer so far. And, well, actually, that's a lie. He's he's at 31 points, which isn't terrible. Um, but I, I just think you could free up a, even some funds, like maybe even just going to Pereira and giving yourself an extra 0.4 mils. Um, or like Doherty. You know, Doherty came back this week. Uh, I look good. They have some. They don't have as well. Actually, their their fixtures are good too after Man City. Um, so that's something I w- I would consider doing first. I still like Salah. I don't I don't know if I'd get rid of him right off the bat, but that's my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jake, we've got about like um, four or five more questions, and I don't want us to run like way too long. So okay. let's do like let's try a semi lightning round. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Because this is... You never get this right, but we're going to try it, okay? Okay. Okay, Gaz, is the new template 262 or 253 with Lundy starting? Is that... Playing two defenders, is that the question? God damn it, Jake. Do you do this on purpose? No, I'm just asking. I'm confused. That's how you say... That's how you make formations. Yes, Jake. God. I don't think that's allowed on the, the the game, Jake. It's a it's a figure of speech in a sense because Lundy is a defender, but essentially he's playing through the midfield. Ah, forgot it. it. Yes, the answer is yes. Mark, <laughs> there are three players who haven't blanked yet at the time of writing this. Are we all fucking idiots for not keeping things simple and having these three players in our teams? Is it who are the three? Are they Wilson? Well, Aubameyang, Aubameyang, Wilson, and I don't know who the last one is. Who is the last question. one? It's not KDB, is it? It might be KDB. Let's uh, check. No, KDB. No, blanked. he had a one point. He had a one no. point week. I don't know who the other player is. Mount? Hmm. No, it can't be Mount. No, nope. I don't know. Is it Sal? Firmino. Uh, I guess you could say Salah if you count clean sheets. Is that yeah. it? Oh. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Well, we're really bad at the lightning round. Uh, <laughs> yes, have those players in your team. Garf, I think I'm going to end up with Firmino, Vardy, Abba in the next two weeks. It's clear my thoughts on premium strikers, but is the tide changing for you guys with Barnes, Pookie, Abraham, Holler, all a bit hit and miss? Good question. Uh, I think the tides are changing a bit, but I'm not throwing out like those mid-price strikers. I think that they're... They're great value for what they get. Yes, they are a little bit hit and miss, but then you just need to make sure that you're on the correct midfield premiums uh, to make sure that you can captain those guys. Fair, Jake? Fair. I'm not as big of a fan as Barnes, which we mentioned. I think Abraham and Pookie still can be used. And Holler, eh. for his price, I think there's there's better options. I, I would try to get up to Vardy. FPL Drunk, uh, what do we do with Pukaki? Keep or move the money towards Tammy Wilson, Vardy, and Obbs. Keep or move, Jake? I'm keeping him. Uh, pretty good fixtures for the next one, two, three, four, five game weeks. And then I'm going to consider after that. Well done on that lightning round question, Jake. Emma, please, can you both suggest three players who may be the next bandwagons we should leap on? Then please discuss what terrible picks all of Jake's suggestions are and why. That's hurtful, Emma, but it's true. Uh, Jake, three bandwagons. I'm going to start. I think Mahrez is potential bandwagon here, but not in like a bad way. I think he's a player that we could jump on. Uh, I also think Vardy is a player to look at Mm -hmm. and possibly jump on. And I also think who you shouted last week, Pereira, a Leicester uh, defender. Um, You know, they've got two clean sheets now on the year, which isn't a lot, but a couple of good fixtures coming after Liverpool. And uh, he's got two goals, each one in each of his last two matches. Okay. Um, I will do Doherty. Um, I think he's another defender that you could jump on and get a lot of good returns. I'll pick a bad bandwagon player. I think Yarmolenko. I think he's still a stay away. Um, but I think people may be jumping on him a lot this week or soon if he has another like return. Um, it's hard. You took my forward with Vardy. Uh, I will say... I, I think Wilson. I think Callum. He's only owned an 11%, and I feel like a lot of those teams may have had him from the beginning and be dead. Um, so I think he's a good player to consider. 
Bournemouth's offense is starting to tick a little bit better now. Hmm. All bad picks. You're an idiot. Well, Yarmolenko, I think. Yeah, is, you're uh, an idiot. Okay. All That's right, what whatever. Emma wanted me to say, so I did it <laughs> for her. Uh, all right. So those all are all of our questions, Jake. Um, let's talk just a little bit about captains for this week. Uh, Marvin Laguner says, always Captain KDB, question mark, desperately seeking Deuce Unsaid. Is it a legitimate strategy for me to start outsourcing my captaincy decisions to China or India, or will Trump's new trade war prevent this? Apart from a small attacking return from Salah in game week one, I have missed every single time despite restricting myself to Salah and Sterling. There was another podcast dismissing the importance of captaincy decisions, but if I had gotten my captain right every week, it would have uh, made an incredible difference to my OR because it amounts to 94 points. And only one of those weeks would have been selecting a player other than Sterling, Salah, or KDB. Pookie was the highest scorer one game week. Um, I wouldn't suggest outsourcing your captaincy decisions to China or India, would you, Jake? I was going to let the witch doctor choose for me. No, it's not a bad idea. Um it's been, I, I think we talked about it last week, right, Jake? It's been a really tough year that, you know, all we can do week in and week out is pick what we think is the best choice uh, statistically, eye test, gut feeling, whatever you want to use to make that decision. And I think for the most part, we've, we all have like some, some sort of sound logic that we use behind our decision making process. It's been tough this year to get it right because a lot of the times when we've compared, let's say, Stalin versus Sterling, one has a better fixture than the other, and then the other returns more. Yeah, it has been tricky. I will say my comment is whatever podcast is dismissing the importance of captaincy, you should probably stop listening to um, and just recommend to all your friends listening to you know FPL Art of the Dive. Um, all other podcasts are bad. Because I didn't say all, but that one, I mean, 94 points is a huge amount. That's how I feel. I mean, yeah. I would probably be within the top 200,000 if I got a few picks correct with my captain. Because I'm, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you, Dusan. I, I literally, besides my game week one pick of Sala, don't think I've gotten a single return. And that means even like a midfield clean sheet with my captain pick from there on out. Okay. Well, who are you going to pick this week? That's a great question. Um, I got to look because I'll, I'll just tie it into my move. So I brought in Callum Wilson uh, as well as Tamori because um, the Chelsea's fixtures changed. So and I took out Barnes and I took out Matip. Um, I was a little hesitant to do that. It looks like De Bruyne has a groin injury, which makes me a little bit worried. Um, so I am leaning toward being a little bit of a differential this week and going with Pookie at home. Um, I Otherwise, Sterling at home versus Wolves. I just, I don't love that fixture. Yeah, I don't either. I, I think I'm probably going to end up on Salah this week, but I don't think that he's necessarily the best pick. I think Aubameyang probably is uh, against Bournemouth, home against Bournemouth, um, of all the captains that you could pick. Uh, but but I think that the Pookie shout is pretty good as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't love the fixture for for City against Wolves. Um, you know, I think Wolves will will defend quite well in the match. Although City have been quite electric this year, and and I don't know that anyone can slow them down. It's hard to say. And they're at least they're at least at home. That makes me feel a little bit better. Um, okay, Jake, let's, let's wrap some things up here. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got a couple of random questions at the end of the pod. So, uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com and on Facebook. You can download our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Um, please subscribe, uh, to our, to our podcast as well. And we really appreciate when people help like and retweet it on Twitter. That really helps the pod. A couple of random questions, Jake, a uh, 2.0 asked, does Marco have snow? I assume outside. Uh, we do for most of the year, but for some reason right now, it, it was 87 degrees yesterday, which is very unusual uh, for us. Jake, what's the funniest thing Marco has ever done? Mark just asked it. Mm, that's a great question. I'll have to get back to him on that. All right. I can tell you the it. funniest thing Jake has ever done is he, uh, in college, once drank a lot of different alcohols mixed together in a bowl. It was really funny. He took a bunch of different booze, poured it into a bowl, mixed it, and then chugged it all at once. 
It was a good night. Uh, Mark, does Jake feel guilty about being an undercover corporate stooge for Starbucks? No. I think that's the answer. Don't you, Jake? Correct. Thomas Bracken says, what do I have to do to stop Jake calling Sheffield United Sheffield? What does he have to do, Jake? Oh, because they're different. <sighs> he could pull I'll do some, that he for could, Thomas. We could pull it off if he wants. Should we pull it yeah, off? Yeah, I can, I can pull it off and I'll, I'll try to fix it. He could maybe start with his 401k account. That could be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The modern recall, Jake has, uh, a, Jake, has a coach ever pulled you off mid-match? If so, how did you react? No, I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Most guys would say they enjoyed it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't happy about it. Pulled you off right in the, in the shower, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happened. It wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. But I didn't know what to do. How oh, we shouldn't joke about that. Yeah, it's not funny, actually. We should stop. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Jake, do you have anything to end with? No, I'm just uh, going to be calling that witch doctor, and let's hope we get our, our captain picks right, everybody. Only way to do it. All right, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. <laughs>